Welcome to the SBS Tour de France Avic Zwift podcast. From plenty of first-hand experience, I know that Zwift makes indoor riding fun. And watching the Tour de France Femme Avic Zwift only adds to the fun. This is the first women's TDF in decades. So Zwift is calling on fans to watch the Femme and cheer on the women's peloton in action. And I'm pretty sure it'll inspire you to ride because the finish line, well, that's just the beginning. You could even watch the tour while riding on Zwift, joining a group ride, doing one of the workouts, or exploring some of the roads of France, like the Ventop Climb, Alpe de Zwift, or the Champs-Élysées. To dive in and start riding with a free seven-day trial, head to Zwift.com. Here's Christophe and Macca with the SBS Tour de France Avic Zwift podcast. Bonjour, 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 and uh, welcome to the Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Before we start, let me uh, remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Joining me, it's Dave McKenzie. How are you, Dave? I'm um, pretty good, mate. Um, wow, what a day, what a stage. It's still unfolding. We've still got riders coming in. But Annemiek van Vluten, we all expected it. I'm not sure we expected the massive time gaps. She has absolutely dominated the day. Yeah, brilliant. I was. <laughs> Weren't we expecting it? Yeah. The gap's that big? Guess, guess who was my tip today? Yeah, I know. Okay. I know. No, I was expecting her to go on the attack, uh, alienate everyone, because you know what? We haven't seen almost anything from her for the beginning of the, of the race, and she was hiding ne- neatly in a peloton. Yes, she was sick. Well, to what she, level? She was, and as Simon Gerrans pointed out uh, with me earlier today, they had their chance to, to sort of put some big time between themselves and her. And when I said they, you know, the women that sort of were fighting in that GC, Cecily uh, Ludwig, Nuadoma, Longo Borghini, Mulman Passio, who has suffered a bit today, she's she's probably one of the disappointments I guess you could say it's a bit harsh I know but I expected her to climb with the leaders and she hasn't um, but they had their chance to put some more time into uh, Annemiek uh, on the stage Ludwig won actually they dropped her and she got back and they could have kept riding and stopped her and, and taken they could have put probably three four five minutes into Annemiek but I'm not sure it would have mattered anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> now that we've seen what we did today she took no risks Annemiek as in she just decided had a tactic to attack really early on but to, from the first climb yeah bottom of the first climb yeah her and Volorin went straight away yeah uh, they got 25 seconds straight away and then they didn't look back that was it yeah it's uh now she's next level isn't she so w- when you are in the peloton and you saw you see anamic and and uh, Volorin attacking the first few meters of the climb you know you're gonna have a hard day oh yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If it was me, I'd start crying. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, they look, we, we got this sort of um, fly on the wall moment today because the, the race came through the finish line in the opposite direction with about 50 kilometres to go. So we got to see pretty much all of the riders. And of course, well, I was, and I know all of us were looking for the Aussies just to see where they were, where they are. And, you know, there's a couple of them that have really struggled. Um, but, yeah, we got to see the damage that Anamique had put on the rest of this peloton. I mean, it's 
quite unbelievable. So th there's a there's a lot to talk about Anamik because yesterday we were in awe with uh, Marion Vos and and the goat and the best rider of all time and so on. But Anamik is probably not too far behind when you look at the pedigree. She uh, hasn't she hasn't raced for as long. Yeah. Um, as Voss, but gee, she's made but world champion, time. she uh, Olympic champion. Yeah, uh, she also had a, a horrible crash in, yeah, Rio. in Rio. So yeah. the way the way she came back from this, yeah. it's also a testament to to what a champion she is. Yeah, she is. She's she'll go down as one of the greatest. I think one of the greatest female cyclists. Um, you know, she's still got to deliver tomorrow. All things considered, normal, she will. She'll she'll she goes in now with a handy lead. And on a climb that was going to suit her, let's face it, today she's at home. So she'll be at home on La Planche de Belfi and I can't imagine if she has a good day, she won't win the stage even. So, and let's not forget, you know, and we should put the prestige the same, you know, we, for whatever reason we don't, but we should. You're right, there's still tomorrow. We never know mm. uh, what could happen tomorrow. But uh, I think if you're sitting today, second, third on the on the ladder of the general classification, you're sweating a little bit because you you know you've got a, Germany, a job well, in your hand. And that's where the battle is, That which is actually now what we're seeing now is this probably the battle for third place. Vollering's got to recover and she's got to, she was second today. She had a great ride and she was three minutes nearly ahead of third place on the stage so Vollering's got to recover and be good tomorrow she should I think but the battle then is for the, the podium spot that third podium spot so we're going to see this great race now between Neuadoma Labus Labus Juliette Labus I'm, yeah. I'm really wrapped that we've minute. got a French woman right yeah. up there this is and she's she's ridden out of her skin she's been brilliant and so too uh, the DSM squad, uh, they've been they've been really good, yeah, and they they also lost Wibis uh, Wibis today. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, that's right. She was never going to be any help in the mountains. Nah, but uh, it's a shame for her that she yeah has had to abandon because of that that nasty crash uh, yesterday. Brady just came out of the uh, of the commentary. Uh, Brady, what an incredible stage, what an incredible winner. We have a bit of a sadder news in a in a second, but your opinion on on the stage today? We are in awe with Anamik van Vluten. I guess you. Are too. Oh, she's so outstanding, isn't she? What I loved about her interview was where she talked about how she prepares and as an older athlete, she's 39, how she can do a lot more longer kilometres. She's had a long career. Her very first professional victory was 12 years ago. This is a woman who knows how to win races and she's not afraid to go long range. The thing that, of course, is so amazing and frustrating is she she wanted to make the race hard. Everyone knew it. No one could hold her wheel. <laughs> so it wasn't tactical. It was just who's the strongest. Yeah, and yeah. Yeah, we've just been, <laughs> we spent the first five minutes basically praising her, you know, and, dare, you know, I'm not sure if you thought this, but I said before, we dared to think day two, three, you know, when she was a bit sick, we knew it was, it was obvious she was a bit under the weather. I dared to think, oh, maybe, maybe she won't win. Just maybe she won't win. Yeah. And what I loved is she said it was a week of waiting, recovering, preparing and attacking. And I thought, that is a good plan, and you have just implemented it perfectly and then wrote herself into a yellow jersey. And I said this, I'm rehashing a little bit of what we said, and, you know, it's always a bigger deal with the men, right? According to whatever. She's going to do the Giro to a double. It hasn't been done. Hasn't been done in the men since Marco Pantani, 1998. This is, this is a massive thing, and we, we should put it 
absolutely. When we will, we will here at least on the same pedestal and that's where it deserves to be. Well, also about a two and a half week gap between the end of the Giro and the Women's Tour de France. Like talk about preparing your form and, and needing everything to be perfect. So it's not a surprise she got sick at the start. The fact that she recovered during the Tour de France, amazing. Yeah, yeah, it is. How, how, she, how sick was she? Well, she said she was really sick. She said she was. It's been such a roller coaster for her. She can't believe how how good she came. But that said, sometimes if you get a bit of gastro, you might have diarrhea, vomiting, struggle a little bit for one day. Put a lot of fluid in, a lot of food in. Hide. Be conservative. But it probably forced her to be more conservative. So I don't know in terms of you know whether or not how much fluid she lost, dehydration, etc. But she's already a skinny, small athlete, but world class. Yeah, absolutely. Let's listen to Anna van Vluten. Today you gave us a ride like no other. You gave us a ride that everyone will remember for a long time. Do you realize what you just achieved? Uh, not really. Um, it was such a roller coaster after being sick. I was so so sick, and then to win here like with this is it's unbelievable and beautiful to finish here solo. Did you expect? Incroyable. <laughs> Did you expect to shake up the GC like that today? Oh, for sure, I had to try it because I was behind. Uh, I lost some some time, some seconds. Um, and my style is always attacking and also not waiting to the final. Um, so I did recon the stage and I saw already that the, the Le Petit Melon was a hard one. And yeah, um, after six days uh, waiting and surviving and recovering, um, yeah, I thought was, uh, I, I wanted to make the biggest time gaps and that also means uh, going on the first climb. And something is, I'm a little bit older than the other girls, so I can do a lot of training. So this stage was really suited for me. Um, I want to make something clear. It's not that my colleagues don't train, should train as much as I do. It also has something to do with training years and I have a lot of capacity and then it comes down to fitness and yeah, that's something I'm really good in and this stage suited that really well. Uh, if my colleagues continue for some more years, they can also for sure do it. Uh, but yeah, this was one of my, uh, yeah, actually a stage for, that was so hard um, that I knew that if I would be fit enough after being sick, uh, it would be my day. And today is not only a stage win for you. You know you're going to have this jersey. What does it mean for you? Yeah, before I said that the yellow was for me something of the guys and, and I didn't have a feeling with it. But then I saw Mariano Vos riding with it. Yeah, I have to say it is a, it is a nice one. So uh, yeah, it's beautiful, beautiful extra present of this beautiful victory. So that was Alamik van Vluten straight after uh, after the win. Uh, a bit of a sudden news, though. Uh, Nicole Frain had to pull out of uh, of the race. Uh, she hasn't had the best tour uh, this year, and it's quite sad to get her to pull out just one day from the from the finish. Yeah, that's a real shame, isn't it? A shame for her and for the team. They've been really supportive of her. We heard they've signed her for two more years, which is great news. Uh, like I think in re on reflection, anyone can say that, you know, winning the national champions jersey is such a dream for so many cyclists. But in her case, I think it's been a real challenge. You know, she's really felt the need to prove herself. She's had starts in some races where her form hasn't been good. She had that terrible crash on stage two, a lot of scrutiny and judgment on, on what had happened there. Um, and, and then really struggling her 
way through this Tour de France. So when we saw her go past the commentary tribune uh, at around 71 kilometres into the race, way off the back, we were worried about time cut. So I'm not surprised, but I'm disappointed for her. Yeah, I'm with you. And what, you know, I'll say it, she didn't deserve the treatment she got um, at all. And it was, it was way over the top. And, you know, that's all I'll say on it. But she certainly didn't deserve it. And, you know, it's been a tough seven days for her. But she will learn and grow from this. And she is good. She's tough. We know that. She's a national champ. And we're proud of her. And, yeah, and it's great what you just said, that they've signed her for two more years. That's really good from the team. Everything, you know, they've had to deal with this pressure as well. And they have. Maybe not in the best way initially. But they have. And the fact that they've kept their faith in her, I think, is really good. Yeah, and also some younger Dutch riders in that team that helped actually bring a bit of joy during the course of the week. And Garitza, who was in the polka dot jersey, we saw her crossing the finish line, high-fiving people, having the time of her life. She held on to that jersey for longer than she thought. So Park Hotel Valkenburg have really acquitted themselves well. And I hope that Nicole can feel part of that celebration instead of feeling yeah. just the disappointment Let's talk herself. about Mayan Voss as well. Uh, she's losing the jersey today. Massive time difference, massive gap. Uh, but... All in all, a fantastic result for her on this Tour de France. And if she finishes on the Planche de Belfi, she walks away with a green jersey. She actually looked really happy and relieved to me on the podium when she was crossing the finish line in a Gruppetto. I think she sees now mission accomplished. She just, as you say, got to get to the top of the Planche de Belfi. She cannot lose that green jersey if she finishes within the time cut. So what an amazing result for Jumbo Visma. They came here as stage hunters. They won two. She got the jersey. Incredible. She's, she's the first ever winner of a stage in yellow that will be done in history forever. Yeah, yeah. And it, had, it was always going to happen, wasn't it? Because she just keeps writing the history books. She's, she's the start of the history book, if you like. The other thing is she's been a huge part of the creation of this race. So she established La Tour Antienne with Catherine Bertine and Emma Pooley, which was all about get the same. The women should get the same tour. Then La Corse, a huge amount of advocacy done by Mariana Voss to get La Corse up and running. She won that on the Paris Champs-Élysées. And now here she is seeing this race unfold. She would feel uh, like she's a huge part of this legacy now created as the modern version of the Tour de France. Well, Christian Prudhomme said it to me... Uh, oh. I think stage two, I interviewed him. And one of the things he said was that, he said, you know, Mariana Voss came into my office 10 years ago and said, I want to be part of this. I want this to happen and I want to be part of it. And he said it, he said it, you know, um, with respect as well. So, yeah, I think it's good. It's been a massive win all round. Brady, I know you have to go. Uh, thank you for your time on, the, on this podcast. Thank you for your time on this whole podcast, actually, over the, the two weeks. How much have you enjoyed all this? You're crying as well. I, I am crying. crying. <laughs> uh, I just I think about Voss going and saying to Prudhomme, you know, when will we get our turn? It's so important. And I see not just the faces of these riders and the professionalism of them the teams. I just see the faces of kids little boys and girls seeing these superstars on the road and it's it absolutely makes my heart swell i just feel so privileged to be here and be part of it and i can't wait till there's more of it more time on tv more writers more money more broadcasts more stages i'm greedy <laughs> right no, no, so, right I'm, so. I'm just tipping my head back because i'm balancing this pool of I'm water a, i must be a cool i'm the only <laughs> i'm the only one not crying here so <laughs> <laughs> 
No, no, it is. It's been... Hey, we've got a day to go, so we can't let it all pour out now. Tomorrow we can. Tomorrow we can. We've got one more day to go, but it is. It's been this... It's been this beautiful journey, and it's and it's. I've really enjoyed. I've in, I've I've loved it that the women's has followed the men's, you know, because it's been this sort of beautiful week. It hasn't it hasn't been the the ridiculous circus that the men's race is, but that's that's a good thing. I think we've all got to enjoy it, sort of more. We haven't had those stupid transfers off the mountains where we're stuck for three or four hours, and we've got to embrace just the bike race without the crazy circus that you get with the men's. Mm, yeah, agreed. What an amazing start and how we can build on it. Uh, we're hearing about the numbers of people watching in France. Two and a half to three million people watching on TV. 35% market share. It's amazing. Not a surprise, but amazing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's right. Thank you, Brady. Uh, Maka, we, we just, you know, take a pause and listen to some of the Aussies. So, if you're one of the most experienced riders in the Peloton, Talk me through today's course. Was it too hard for a Tour de France? Uh, I wouldn't say too hard, but it definitely, I think everybody was quite broken uh, at the end. You know, we wanted a challenging course. We wanted a mix of everything, and it really, truly showed who was the strongest today, I think, having, you know, 3,000 metres of climbing and 130k racing or whatever it was. And what was the plan with Cassia? She's, I think she's still third on the general classification, so racing really well. Yeah, definitely. You know, the plan was to try and hold her position on the general classification. We knew if Annemiek was back to full form, she was probably going to play the card she played. And then Demi was the other one that we knew. The plan was to be a little bit more defensive, let's say, because obviously a lot of the GC threats had to come from behind Kaiser on time. And then it was up to her just to kind of do her thing and obviously try to get as much support as we could from the other girls. Um, but yeah, she obviously rode amazingly, like I was getting the commentary in the year and yeah, it shows she's in super form and hopefully we can at least keep her on the overall podium. So talk me through your experience racing in Category 1 climbs in the Tour de France. What was it like out there? <laughs> Brutal. I'm just happy I had a good group, but um, yeah, there was some nice atmospheres on the climbs, but this course actually re-reconned the entire stage, so I knew every bit that was coming for us. Like I knew the first two climbs were higher than the last, but it was definitely yeah, a tough day out. So can we expect to see Canyon Tram on the attack early tomorrow? I don't think we'll go on the attack. Well, actually, I don't know, to be honest, but for sure um, we'll be do, do whatever we can to try to see if we can break Anamik or Demi to get Kazia um, more up on the classification, but the key is to keep her on the podium for sure. And you've experienced sprints, you've experienced breakaways, now you've experienced the mountains. How was it? Oh, that was a pretty tough day out there. Uh, they actually rode it really aggressive. They didn't, you know, ride easy to the bottom of the first climb and then start going hard. It was hard from the from the gun. So, yeah, that was a really tough day out. Uh, we tried to position our, t our teammate Julia, who had the young riders jersey, um, to the best of our ability into the bottom of the first climb. And then that was all we could do, and she just had to try and go all out from there. And uh, I think we lost it today, but, yeah, we kind of lost it trying. So, yeah, we put in 100%. And were you surprised to see how early it all broke up on that first climb up the Petit Ballon? No, because we knew that a few teams, um, yeah, like Meek is just so good for so long, and she just wanted to make it as hard as she possibly could for everyone. She's only really got two more chances, including today, to to win the tour so I didn't even know what happened at the, at the finish but yeah we all knew it was going to be super hard from the first climb. So what are your big takeaways from your first experience at the Tour de France? Uh, yeah I don't know just to 
have a good plan going into every stage and yeah like it's pretty tough out there but just don't panic like today I was in a group and there were a few people panicking if we were going to make time cut or not but yeah we kind of worked together and we made it through with plenty of time so that's good. <laughs> Some of our Aussie riders here at the Tour de France Fam 2022. Now, Maca, this is the last stage coming tonight on SBS. The last stage is, we've been used to a last stage being a procession, unless you are a sprinter. I was kindly reminded by uh, Mark Renshaw the other day on the, <laughs> on the Zwift Live uh, podcast where he was like, well, procession for some, it was never a procession for me. Uh, so he's right. So, But we are, we are used to have this last stage being relatively relaxed. This is absolutely, absolutely, absolutely not what's going to happen tonight. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a monster. Uh, we've got the three categorized climbs it is 123 kilometers so again not a super long day but they start off with a, a timid category two it's registers just 2.3 kilometers at 8.5 percent so it's, it's quite steep then we go on to the ballon d'alsace quick fact ballon d'alsace we just stop oh, here yes quick fact ballon d'alsace was the first climb ever 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 in the Tour de France in 1905. Really? really? Wait, yeah. 1905? Oh, Before that, the 1903, 1904, wow. they didn't have mountain climbs. Uh, the first call so, so, uh, as such. Ballon d'Alsace was the first one in 1905. And if you go there, there's a statue of the, the person that... Uh, ah, surely. I think we'll it's called Le Pieux or something like this. We'll see in the coverage tomorrow, um, surely. But yeah, it, wow. it, basically. And there isn't an idea. I'm not sure. And that's me maybe romancing the thing. Maybe just maybe when they drew that course uh, a few years ago and they threw that course for the first reincarnation of the uh, women's tour, the Tour de France Femme, uh, avec Zwift. But when they did this, maybe they just wanted to give a little wink to, uh, like to, to what it was in, in 1905. Yeah, I love that. That's I'm not great. sure. I'm not sure. Maybe I'm romancing no, this let's one. Call it. I love uh, let's the romance. Go with it. You know that. I love the romance of it. So, so yeah, so then they head up this famous climb, uh, the Ballon d'Alsace. That's us, yeah. 8.7 kilometers averaging 6.9 percent then an almost as long descent or as long descent possibly a little bit longer and then of course it is to la super planche de belfi so it's not just went three weeks ago exactly and it's what's nice well nice maybe it's, yeah. a, ba it's a bad word say, there's nothing nice about it <laughs> it's not nice but uh, what's interesting and I, and I love this is that they didn't stop at la planche de belfi you know what? They, they're going to the super planche de Belfi. Yeah. I've got a little um, idea here. They're probably never, ever going to stop again at la planche de Belfi. No, They no. will always go to la super planche de Belfi. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And so that will be the finish. Yep. A summit finish for, for a Grand Tour. For a Grand Tour, yeah. And, yeah, it's... Oh, it's going to be a great day, and I think there's going to be a huge crowd at the top. I think it's going to be sensational. Yeah. Um, and we we are expecting a lot of people. We are expecting a lot of they say uh, action, and I hope we will be able to, to catch everything on screen and and uh, and on the motorbikes and so on. But and uh, we might have to go rogue with the pod tomorrow because, and I'm sort of I'm preempting this, so you know now it's up to us. We're going to get we're just about got to get every. All of the Aussie women left in the race. Yes, we've got to get them on, don't we? Yes, we might have to be roaming. That, will, that, that will be that will be the point. But the, the good thing though is we know the Super Planche de Belfi, so we yeah. know the good spots to be. Where we do. To be. We do. 
So yeah, yeah, I yeah. think we have a plan. I think yeah. we have a plan. But yeah. uh, let's let's wait and see and uh, concentrate on, on on this podcast today. Um, okay, winner tomorrow or tonight, I should say, for for you in in Australia, Anabik van Vluten. Anyone else in the mix can Volering re, uh, recover enough? Can Nyoduma do something special? Can Labuse do something special? Uh, what be, can we see? There's got to be a long breakaway. So it might might not even be any of those because it, I think there needs to be a breakaway literally as the flag comes in and attack and get enough minutes up the road. And, you know, let's face it, they're going to need probably for a, for a relatively mid-range climber or a non-climber mm-hmm. you're probably going to need five minutes at the bottom if you want to beat Van Vluten yeah. or Vollering to the top so yeah I think yeah, look, I, I, I think Van Vluten will want to win she won't want to hand any gifts tomorrow and her team will be super motivated Movistar now this is what they've been waiting for you know, and as we said, they had their own battles in the first few days. Zanamik was sick, and suddenly, you know, we dared to think that maybe she wouldn't win the race. Now they're in charge. I think they'll want to, you know, they'll want to finish this thing off and, and, and with a victory. Evita Music said and a few days ago, she was interviewed. She asked everyone at La Planche, or La Super Planche de Belfi, to erase the name Pino from the, from the road and write her own name, Music on the road <laughs> so Cheeky. it's not being big headed but it's a funny comment going I like it she wants her name written here but like maybe it. she's sort of thinking she can do something yeah wow well she had a pretty good day today she came in she was you know, a few minutes bunch of minutes down but so maybe you're thinking early. it's got to be an early break if anyone else at the moment you know and again I'll hate to be the party pooper and you know preempt what I think is the obvious but an early break can win the day potentially otherwise no one's going to beat Van Vluten yeah. on, the, on, the sta- on the climb well here we go uh, one more stage to go one more podcast to go uh, Maka it's been a pleasure so far but you're not off the hook like uh, Bridie is you know you, you are one still with me go. you're going to have to do one more with but, me but you know what you know what Keenan Matt Keenan you know like talk about crazy people you know what he did last night at about 11 o'clock? No. He sends me a text message. Ah, I know. Guess what it said? To or nowhere? <laughs> 21 days <laughs> until the Vuelta yeah. starts. He, he is a crazy man. Uh, he's, he's seriously a crazy he's man. He's right. He's right. <laughs> Can you believe that, people? 21 days until the Vuelta starts. Yeah. Thank oh you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. This was the uh, Zwift SBS Cycling Podcast. Before we uh, go, let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream, or subscribe to our podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash sport, or log a ride with our friends at Zwift. Until next time, it's bye for now. Thanks for listening to the SBS Tour de France Avic Zwift podcast. I hope you're having as much fun as I am watching the Tour de France film Avic Zwift. As the finish line is just the beginning, the next step for me is to get ready for the Australian summer. So I'm going to keep fit and keep it fun on Zwift. A fun way to train is to join one of the group rides, hop in with a pace partner or an ad hoc bungee and take on some of the great courses. My favourites are Ventop, Alpe de Zwift, the RGV course in France, and the Japan-inspired Makuri Islands. And if, like me, you've been inspired by the women at the TDFFAZ, dive in and start riding with a free seven-day trial by simply heading to Zwift.com. Ride on.